time flies when you are altering every stage of your life. Welcome to our first episode of Not Now, Not Never. We are so excited to bring you along as we discuss life, love, and friendship, the podcast where we seek perspective, not perfection. This week, we're covering all things marriage and dating in your 30s. I saw this really hilarious TikTok that was like, every hot girl is going through something. And if you're not going through something, I, I have bad news for you. Ready to heal. We're healing the world. So I need you to download me on like what's happening with Tia Maori. Because like I don't – I haven't heard any – I know that she's getting a divorce, but I haven't really heard like too much of what has been happening. Point was was that they seemed very happy. They seemed very together. Obviously, people can make their own narrative off of social media and – right what the picture show and so people were like taken by surprise that they were divorcing um i don't know if it's finalized though which that's a whole nother thing but basically she was just always leaving some encouraging nuggets but then i think on a recent post she was basically saying how hey guys we're not back together like please stop sending me messages like, about that like, know that i'm in a new phase in my life and when i looked up a little bit i saw that she like had to respond like basically like i'm not getting back with my ex and stop yeah, trying to, like stop sending me that stuff yeah yeah which mm. and then th- there you go that's what she was saying she's like it's never too late to reinvent yourself whether mm. it's your career your relationships your style um you know, that you still have the opportunity to shape yourself into the person you aspire to be. And like fresh starts can seem scary, um, but the reward is like truly worth it. And I think that definitely seems to be on theme with the year that we've seen, at least in the public eye (laughs) with celebrities. No, I mean, like, I think, I think about that a lot. Like I always think about like reinventing yourself and like it's never too late to like decide like what you want out of life and to like change your style, change your hair, change the people who are in your life. Like like I just don't think you need to life is too short to like be the same person you've always been. Yeah, who wants to do that? And so, like, I I do really agree with that. Um, I actually just like looked up her horoscope. I was like, oh, is she a Scorpio? Who's like <laughs> Scorpios are always all about like you know our one of our symbols is the phoenix, and so like the phoenix like rises from the ashes. There's always these like closing chapters. <laughs> Literally, I have Scorpio in my chart, and it's my moon sign. Oh, so your decision making. Yeah, and decisions. Yeah, Phoenix ashes for show. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> you were like it's ashy out here. <laughs> I will rise again. <laughs> um, no, I really yeah with Tia. I think I really just liked her take on the divorce because there was also another couple, um, Nazanin. I don't know if I'm saying her name right, and Miguel, who oh. remember they recently got married. I think during the pandemic or pre-pandemic, then they got divorced, then they were back together. And this is all speculations from what I'm seeing on the media. Mm -hmm. Um, And then, you know, she kind of went on her own journey, again, rediscovering herself. She went Mm -hmm. back to acting. Um, She was really putting herself out there on social media. She launched her coaching business and 
um, basically is always like a source of motivation. Again, for women taking the different, taking a different route than mm-hmm. the traditional of just stay, not stay the same, but kind of, you know, you kind of made your decision, your commitment, make it work, stick with it. And it's just refreshing when you see people that are just living their truth. And yeah. Not well, caring. I think the pandemic brought a lot of that stuff out of people. They were like, do I want to, do I want to be stuck in a house with this? If this ever happens again, do I want to be stuck in a house with this person? And that can mean the person you're with or the person who you are. I know. I would never forget like people getting married between 2018, 2019, and then the wave of just divorce breakups. If they Mm -hmm. weren't. I was just like, wow, maybe we needed this as a collective. Not obviously the chaos involved in it and the life's loss, but just the reset. Right. The The mental reflect. Yeah. Totally, totally. And, you know, like speaking about like, you know, trying new things and like reinventing yourself and like, you know, putting yourself out there, that is kind of how I'm feeling with like people are like, you don't fall in love, like, this whole thing about soulmates, right? Like you don't fall in love one time. Like I'm sure so many of these women who were previously married lost their husband one way, shape or form, like to divorce or, you know, um, I'm pretty sure that they were like, they felt that that man was their soulmate and that he probably still is to them, but they're like, but you know, I'm not dead yet. (laughs) I, I have so much life to live. Exactly. So, so rude. Um, but yeah, okay. So I wanted to get your opinion on like, how do you feel about like all this like Will and Jada stuff? We have not been able to talk about like anything pop culture related in the group chat because we are all like going through everything. Let's say uh, growing through things. We are growing through things. <laughs> so yeah, I want to get your like, just like some top of mind. Like, what do you think has been going on with all of that stuff? Honestly, it's at this rate, it's just like exhausting to see because yes, that's one. I I don't know how long it's been already with this red table talk and just all of these speculations and um, the entanglement and just there's always something popping up. And I think the slap happened a million years ago. Right. And most recently I'm just like, okay, Will, what is happening? What is happening? Just, just, just smash it. Like, I don't know, whatever is happening, just put an end to it. And why are we still like tolerating this? I don't know. That's kind of one view, but with the whole Jada thing, it wasn't until I, (laughs) by the way, the memes are really funny, (laughs) but it wasn't until um, I watched the podcast with Jay Shetty mm-hmm. that I was like, okay, I can, I can see her perspective, but I just feel like it's, why do we, why do we keep coming back to this topic publicly? I, I really don't care at this rate. Yeah. I don't understand how, yeah, just not signing papers. But then again, I could also understand your assets and all. But ever, so many celebrities get divorced. No, and I'm like, could it get really ugly? Is is that why they don't they don't want to tap into that? And that's what they're Make avoiding. More, I feel like she's almost still seeking validation because mm-hmm. she was also saying that she was like, oh, the reason why I came out publicly and I wanted to confront Will Smith on the Red Table Talk and I wanted to bring all of this entanglement stuff up and into the light was because I wanted to clear my name. I'm like, why do you continue to care what people think? Yeah. 
if yeah, you guys true. are doing it and that's what works for you behind closed doors, the world could care less. I also wonder like if she like, I don't know, I guess I'm someone who like, I care very deeply about what people think about me, regardless of like how I come off. Yeah. So I understand being annoyed by it, but also, you know, I feel like there is, I, I'm not saying that Jada Pinkett Smith is like the face of like feminism, but I do think that there is some feminist point of view that one might want to share. Like, why is everyone so mad at Jada for all this stuff? They're like, oh, that woman keeps embarrassing that man. And it's just- but That's the narrative I really dislike. How yes. they're more about him and in the way that they're just saying, oh, poor Will, he doesn't have to suffer anymore. Like, Will, get do better. Will, do this. And I'm just like, oh, stop. Oh, stop. When have you ever known a man to not be like part of the problem? Like, I'm there? like, maybe it's that Will Smith could potentially be an enabler. I don't know. I don't want to assume. But you know what I mean? Like, we don't know. We're not living with them on the day to day. But to all, again, spin the narrative that Will is great, amazing. He's suffering in silence. And then yes. he's like, uh, subliminal post. I think he posted something on Instagram like, oh, what are, these are my thoughts on this. And then he like sneezes and then nothing happens. Or he's on the boat and he's just saying like notifications off. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that's funny in theory, but also you're, you're fueling it. That and you're deflecting. <laughs> but there is like uh, this a lot, of, like I got sent this as if it was real that, um, there is like a voicemail snippet or like a podcast snippet or a phone call snippet of Will just going in on this conversation, but it ended up being AI. It's not real. Now we have to be scared of Photoshop, AI, deep fakes, all this stuff. It's really crazy just like how much people care to even produce this AI voicemail thing of Will Smith going in on like how he, his point of view on like all this stuff that's going on. Like that's, do something else. Right. Like, <laughs> yeah. AI get our loans forgiven? How about that? Yeah. Can you clear any credit card debt that I have? Can you like, oops, government, everyone is clear of debt and clear of loans. Bump my credit card, like my credit score. These damn student loans started up again. And it's just like, come on. Oh, you didn't get forgiven? No, I didn't. <laughs> I did not. I was not the chosen one, unfortunately. But we will keep fighting, even though they're almost already paid off at this rate. Oh, my God. Wait. Okay. Speaking of credit scores and loans and shit. Okay. Izzy and... Oh, <laughs> yes. Love is blind. What I remember from the reunion is that he was like, I don't owe any money. I just have bad credit. I do think that at the end of the day, it really was about the finances for her because someone who has that kind of like level of like lifestyle they're used to, mm -hmm. they are definitely going to want to have someone who can provide for them the same way same way maybe their dad provided for them because yeah. homeboy was like sometimes love wants to fly first class and it's like that <laughs> is so true like that man needs to teach a lesson on like just like the reality of like 
what some women's expectations might be. All right, all right, all right. But yeah, I think if anything, I'm pretty happy though that that was a theme that came up because I do feel like going into marriage finances and just debt and the way you handle money, I think there needs to be some sort of level of compatibility or similarity mm -hmm. there to be on the same page and be willing to tackle whatever you want to tackle. And even if there's going to be a minor struggle, but I do think it's, it's only fair to your partner that you're honest, because if yeah. you're not and you're scared of losing them and then that's what's making you not want to share truthfully, it's going to come Maybe. in the ass. Exactly. Maybe they're not the person for you. Maybe you're not the person for them. And that's okay. <laughs> well, like, no, I think Izzy is like the typical um, example of nice guy, wrong timing. Yes. Yes. And honestly, even like, I mean, depending on what the finances were, like how insane they were, I could deal with a little bit of financial like mishaps and all that stuff. It's but I could deal with someone who like has some financial murkiness. I wouldn't get married to them, but I would be with them engaged. Okay. And uh, while we work on our stuff together. And so exactly what, what's a normal timeline to be engaged in terms oh, of- Oh, I don't believe in a normal timeline. Like a time. I know people who don't want to be engaged for no longer than a year. I know people who've been engaged for like six, seven years. I know people who, um, yeah, there's just, I've seen it all. Yeah. I mean, like for me, I would not think twice about a normal timeline. Like I think that you can, cause like an engagement is just like a promise to be married. And I feel like I know that I would want a very, a what? When you say it like that, it's just, it struck a chord. It's a promise to be married. Well, I mean, it's a promise to get married, not necessarily a promise. Yes, to get married. married. <laughs> just like, yeah, that's, that's interesting. I never thought of it that way. Well, wait, what did you think of it as, or do you not know? I don't know. I just felt I engagement to me was more so the concept of choosing someone that is currently, you know, filling your cup, meeting your needs and committing to being loyal to them. <gasps> I never actually saw it as an outcome of needing to necessarily yeah. marriage. It was just more so like, Hey, this is my token to you. This is your token. And I mean, I don't know. Men don't obviously have a ring when you're engaged, but. But I, I think that if the, if the couple is on that same page that you are, then ideally the, honestly, I would have my man wear a, a ring. As soon as I'm getting a ring, you're getting a ring. Right. Why not? Why not? Because I'm just like, okay, marriage is technically like the legal component of it, of just it being official with the state. And obviously there's certain benefits, taxes, insurance, all that stuff, all those things. But now you can do domestic partnerships so you can be engaged and still reap those benefits to an extent. Yeah, honestly, no, that's very true. That is very true. And I don't necessarily think like based on, I mean, I'd have to look at like what it looks like financially. Like, is it a financially smart decision to be married? Um, what are the rights that I have as your like 
fiance, domestic partner, or wife in terms of like, if I need to make decisions for you, if you are incapable of making those decisions, like what are my rights to that? Because yeah. um, obviously I'd want the most rights to make sure that like nothing weird happened to you. Um, but I think thinking about it like that, like I don't necessarily need to be someone's wife. Right. I'd be fine being your domestic partner. I'd be right. okay with that. I do want a wedding though. And you see that's- And you could have a wedding without that's amazing when you know when you want that, right? Like mm -hmm. you want that experience, you want that feeling, whatever the case may be. You can also have like an engagement party, mm -hmm. even an anniversary celebration that could be the size of a wedding. You to say what, what you can or can't do. And I will say that's why I love Gen Z because they're reinventing the wheel to whatever mm -hmm. standard makes sense to them. They don't care of doing tradition and I'm hoping that with time comes, people realize getting married in your 20s, not the cool. It's not the vibe. It's not the vibe. <laughs> I mean, for some, they can be very blessed in the sense that they get their career, you know, started. They have all their ducks in a row. They have their. Or they career. know that they don't want a career. They're happy with like being a stay at home parent. Whatever it is. And a then stay it's at home. Boom, yeah, 30 Hopefully you're making more money. You feel more independent. You're doing your own thing. You have less like, I don't know. It just feel more free mm -hmm. and more true to yourself and feel more comfortable making decisions and all these things. And so, I don't know. I feel like getting married in your thirties or at this rate, you know, if you think of a golden bachelor getting married again in your sixties, seventies. Mm -hmm. So what? Totally. Like, I feel very, I don't know. I feel in a very interesting place. So like I moved here from Arizona when I was 17 and I didn't keep a lot of friends from like high school. Mm -hmm. Um, but I, I kept all my friends who I was like immediately close with and, but I didn't really stay in touch with anyone else from high school. And it's just so interesting, like hearing from my friends who are like back in Arizona, just like telling me like, oh, do you remember like so-and-so from like science class? Like, you know, just like knowing that a lot of people who like stayed back in Arizona are married each other very early on. One of my friends, she like got married when she was 18. I couldn't even go to the wedding because like I, well, she was like religious. No, no. Um, I just could not afford to go, unfortunately. Um, but you know, like she got married when she was 18. Like it ended up not working out, but now she's like in love with a woman. And like, so, and I'm like, and I was just asking her the other day, I was like, can you believe you've been married, divorced, and a lesbian in the time that it's taken for me to like not even get engaged at all? <laughs> Honestly. I love hearing those types of stories. It reminds me of my mom, honestly. I just, I told you I recently had a conversation with my mom and I was just like, how did you tell your mom when you were ready to get divorced from, you know, my dad? And mm -hmm. let alone, what year was that? Who knows? Early 90s, maybe, no, late 90s, maybe 2000. And having to tell your traditional Puerto Rican mother, hey, I'm gay. And I don't want to be with my husband anymore. Oh, and by the way, we're getting divorced. Like, boom, boom, boom. Lost her soul. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's uh -huh. crazy. But I just realized, I was like, mom, I commend you so much because that's so courageous. And she could have stayed married. She could have stayed married. She could have lived the whole double life if she wanted to. But instead, yeah. she chose to live her truth. And 
to see how happy she is now in her 60s, still gay, or mm-hmm. you know, with her partner, happy, living her life, divorced, and she gives like, I don't know, she's just like a really great example to see that. That you, there's always time. There's always time. You'll figure like, it out. You'll figure it out or not. I don't know. It's weird, right? Like there's always time. We are like, oh my gosh, it's kind of like not now, not never. There you like, go. <laughs> it might not work right now. But, but may not, maybe not ever. Right. Exactly. And I think about my dad too, how he remarried. And from that, I was able to have like an extension of additional siblings. My little sister was born. And I'm just like, there, there shouldn't be a playbook. At least people are making it seem like that nowadays, but there isn't a playbook to marriage. Mm-hmm. Good marriage looks like versus a bad marriage versus this. It's like marriage is what you make of it because at the end of the day, it's just a commitment. Just yeah. like you commit to go to the gym, just like you commit to be a good employee, just like you commit to be a good tenant, whatever it is, it's just another commitment. Exactly. And I think that like, you know, it's, I, I think we talk, we talk a lot about like, so I I feel like we have, or at least I know I have a really good amount of friends who got married in their 30s. Um, and they're like, I don't want to say they're happier for it, but it just seems like they've been around the block. They've seen what's out there. They are committed to like really great um, guys. I'm like trying to think if I know anyone who's not married to a man. Um they're all married to like really great guys. Like they've seen it through. Some people have had really long relationships, really long engagements and waited to get married until they could like afford the wedding that they wanted, all of that kind of stuff. Um, but I also have like a friend. I think I have one friend who got married in her twenties and it worked and like, they're still together and everything's great. Um, but yeah, like, I think that it's like really great that people are taking the time to decide who they are, what they want, and who this person is that they're commit making that commitment to. And I think that's awesome. And I think it's awesome when it works out for people who decided earlier. But yeah, I think, I think it's nice that like the stigma of like getting married in your 30s as if it is the worst atrocity. Yeah. And I think, you know, a lot of that eventually stem from just the idea oh you need to have kids by 30s yes and so that concept alone i felt put an unnecessary pressure on women to just Mm -hmm. feel to figure out their whole entire life by the age of 25. yes exactly i'm like i don't i can't even decide what color i want to dye my hair at 25. what makes you think i can decide what man i want for the rest of my life exactly (laughs) who i want raising my kids with me Right, 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 right. So I don't know. I have many, many thoughts. Yeah. Marriage. And I do, I will say though, I do disagree with the fact of people making the argument that you're more ready to be married once you've been around the block and have dated multiple people and like had multiple relationships. That's my only thing because I'm like, you can have multiple relationships and encounters with people to realize what you don't like. But if you're, you yourself are not doing that inner work and that healing or recognizing your patterns, because it could very much so be a you thing too. Totally. And I just feel like there's this concept of always putting it on the other person that they're either dating or pursuing at some capacity. And it's just like, 
hey, have you ever checked in with yourself though? No, I think I know a person that they can be very stubborn, not so much open to the idea of like meeting people where they are, which you know is my favorite phrase. Yes, it is your favorite <laughs> phrase. Like, okay, maybe you don't fit my whole like criteria of the things that I'm looking for, but I do think there may be a chance or opportunity for you to fulfill my needs at some capacity. And I think I'm willing to like give you a chance. These are like my these are my things that I can totally take off the table. Exactly. I just feel like from what I hear, especially from like the dating world, and I'm not in that world, but <laughs> I just think that people are too quick to get rid of people because of whatever standard they set. I hear you. I hear you. But I think that this is our like ongoing question of like, what are the, what are the, what should the deal breakers be? Yeah. I think when it comes to something like a lack of responsiveness, that for sure is like a deal breaker. Because if you are, I don't know, say for instance, you've had multiple dates, they're always great, but the person hasn't really been consistent with their word in talking about like, okay, we're going to have a date on Monday. And then the Monday happens, you don't have a date, but they overcompensate and make up for it on a Saturday. And of course you're flexible and will say, all right, I'll give in, I'll meet this person. And then you have an amazing day, but then they don't text again, or they're inconsistent at some capacity. And then you're just like, do I pursue? Do I continue? But the state in person was so great, but then over text, it's not. To me, like inconsistency is like, the root of so many other different things. Are you going to be inconsistent with like paying our bills? Are you going to be inconsistent with like taking care of our kids? Are you going to be inconsistent with like showing up to my family's things, but I'm always going to your family's things? Are you going to be inconsistent with like planning dates? So I feel like, I don't know. I, I guess my question to you, knowing that you've had experience recently dating and just, you know, going through that whole fun experience, I guess. <laughs> what would you say is appropriate to ask people or ask your date? Like what questions are appropriate to ask your date to just like kind of get ahead of it and cut through the bullshit? Well, I had that date recently with that guy and um, I just thought it was so, it was my first date in my thirties. Um, and wow. so- Congratulations. I know, right? or not <laughs> i guess we'll find out um it was my first date in my 30s and i just thought it was so refreshing that like we kind of and i mean like i'm assuming that this is what it is and even if it's not i'm just going to keep going within this dating world of like assuming that that's what it is but you know we got immediately got to talking like oh, okay like when was your last relationship why did it end um and the reason his relationship ended because i think I think she wanted to get married and he didn't or something, some, some kind of big reason, like something like, I think she wanted kids and he didn't, or like he wanted kids and she didn't, something like that. They weren't like meshing on that exact timeline. And, um, and so I was like, oh, okay, well, do you want to get married and have kids? And he was like, I do want to get married, but kids, I could go either way. And I was like, I know that I do not want kids, but I do want to get married. And he was like, cool. Like, if this works out, I'm cool with that. And so like, we immediately got to like talking about marriage, kids, like 
last relationship, which I don't think always needs to necessarily be talked about. Um, Interesting. But yeah, so like, I don't know. I think like, I think just like those, I think, I think marriage and kids is probably like the biggest one because I just don't want to waste anyone's time. I don't want to waste like someone who wants a kid. Right. Do you feel like though that could lead to the idea of, whoa, she's moving way too fast? If they think I'm moving way too fast, that's fine. They're like, maybe not for me. Yeah, because I'm a fast. What? What is this? <laughs> <laughs> I know. I just. It's you're so sir. You're 33 years old. You like. Stop it. <laughs> I feel like I've been hearing, or I just I hear or I watch a lot of things, and I just hear so many different perspectives of. I don't want to waste my time. I want to cut through the bullshit. I want to ask all the hard questions, serious questions, because it to me, what it sounds like, oh, it's I'm dating to marry, but then a lot of people won't say that. And then I'm dating to marry. I am dating to be sure. married to someone. Do you normally share that with your dates? Um, well, I mean, it's like on my like when I was on like when I was on the apps, it does say like monogamous mm. looking for long-term relationship i think the next stage is like life partner i guess like i'm dating to marry but i'm also dating for like a long-term relationship yeah now do you you need to be in a long-term relationship to get married no 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 but like i don't know maybe actually yes i do really yes i think i can go back and forth because um i was watching something and talking to my friend over dinner yesterday and we were talking about this video from mel robbins um speaking to a therapist of like the psychology of compatibility Uh uh-huh and i don't know i just feel like if say for instance you have a date with someone and you start dating them it's been a year maybe i don't know two years whatever but the compatibility is just there like you just feel it and you know it what if they propose to you oh i would get married to someone who i've been dating for a year or two years or so that's engaged. like so long term yeah that feels long term i get engaged i don't know nowadays me. people think long term is still five ten years you know hell no if if <laughs> if i want to be married and i don't have a ring by five or ten years i don't know <laughs> in my 30s in my 20s yes yeah. that makes sense but in my 30s no like what are what we've seen enough yeah yeah um, but i do know i know that i for sure also want like a long engagement to have the kind of like wedding that i want like we're gonna have to be planning yeah Ooh, exciting <laughs> you'll be invited to my wedding unlike i was invited to yours I literally only <laughs> knew you for what three months, four months. Okay, but like actually, yeah, like was, three months. <laughs> it was love at first sight. Actually, no, it wasn't. But after first conversation, I know. Yes, shake shock forever. Rita, <laughs> we love you. <laughs> Honestly, though, yeah, I think for me, um, I got married after. No, I got engaged after. Yeah, how old were you when you got married? I, everyone always asks me this question and I don't remember. How do you not? Okay. It was 2018. If I'm turning 31 in a month, two months, girl math. You're, you're turning 30 in two months. 
31. 31. Oh my God. That scared me. Okay. <laughs> um, and I was engaged in 2018. Okay. So it is 2023 right now. Five years ago. I'm being horrible with math. Obviously, I was actually a straight A student in math. But maybe, let's oh, see. I was not. <laughs> there, there's like legit going to be ten minutes of us trying to figure out <laughs> how long you've been married, or, or how old you were when you got married. I had to be. <laughs> Wait, this is embarrassing. Twenty-seven. <laughs> I was drinking wine, so yes, 27. Oh, so it's late. Have- That's always so hard. I was probably 26, 27 for sure. Okay. I think looking back at it, I was not ready to be engaged, let alone plan a wedding. I think for me, I was at the peak of a new career, mm-hmm. obviously a startup. Uh huh. And it was exciting. It was something that I did want to pour into. And I think when you're growing and changing and also going into a new phase in your life that will have to pretty much um, take in a whole nother person and a whole nother family at that. And then the responsibilities and just different dynamic that does change with engagement, I was not ready for. Um, It was exciting, but I think if anything, a lot of these um, events or life, yeah, life events or milestones, I feel like they're more about other people than it is about the couple. Oh yeah, for sure. Felt that everyone made it about them. It was very stressful. Then there was the constant pressure of when are you getting married? When are you getting married? When are you having kids? When are you having kids? And I'm just like, I think that question is I so don't rude. Know what I'm having for breakfast tomorrow? Give me a freaking break. Uh huh. <laughs> it was very. Yeah. Um, and so <laughs> I just felt like I couldn't stand my ground in that aspect because I was still very. I don't know. Well, you were also young. Young and just in my people-pleasing phase. Like I was yes. people-pleasing. I was just like, you know what? I'm the person that wants to try and do things traditionally because when you grow up with divorced parents, at least for me, my thought process was I want to avoid being that. But then now in my 30s, I'm like, I would actually be okay with that because my parents lived their truth. Mm-hmm themselves which that's a principle that I would always want to choose versus like oh let me just do this because I'm trying to break a cycle but it's like I don't think that was a cycle that I needed to break to show like oh marriage and dysfunction don't have to go hand in hand well isn't it interesting that you are now kind of in this position where you feel like a really huge amount of respect for your mom for deciding to divorce like now that you're in your 30s and like you've like been married for a while and like now you're kind of like see and you're you know we have all this access to people and knowing about their life their divorces their breakups whatever whatever and you're like wow like I really respect my mother now not that you didn't just not that you disrespected her but you know I don't know what it is I mean for me I'm gonna attach it to my 30s and just my level of emotional maturity yes finally felt that I was able to pretty much see my mom and accept my mom for who she was and who she is and how she was growing at her own pace Mm -hmm. I can't fault her for that and I don't think like 
even my older sister can't fault her for that because there were times where there was just tension of, you know, our family broke up or what are we supposed to do? Or we're living in a single parent household and that's bringing on some, you know, constraints to our finances or the way of living and all these other things. And it's just like, but okay, imagine being 25, 30 with two kids and trying to have your career and trying to be your family caretaker and trying to be everything. And I think- And I'm, also throwing in that mix of like your mom being a lesbian. That too. And it's just, <laughs> I mean, it was like, it's crazy because my mom, the only person my mom was with, like in terms of right fresh out of her parents' household was my dad. So she mm. left household to move in with my dad they eventually got married, then had my sister, then had me. But by the time they were having me, they already knew like they weren't compatible. They weren't working. And, you know, the concept of even dating the same sex was just like, what so the hell? They no, there was not enough knowledge, but my mom had that curiosity. I'm just so happy that she kind of tapped into it and and went for it. Yeah, and found her kind of path. I think for me though, now getting married within a year or eight months, that was madness. Yeah. And don't recommend. I intend and don't recommend. At the size of 250 people, absolutely. Mm -hmm. You can lose yourself in that process. And what so- was, Like, what was that like rush? Just like the day for like the- I think it just comes from, I think looking back, one learning was you have to talk about these things. You have to ask the hard questions. You have to really dig into your why and um, there can be many instances where you and your partner won't be on the same page. And it's just a matter of like, where am I willing to compromise? And that mm -hmm. was one of the areas. And you know, me, little Emily loving a challenge always <laughs> timelines. And so I did it, but then midway I found I needed a, a wedding planner. And so I ended up hiring a wedding planner because I could not do it with, you know, the job that we had no. at the time. And so it was just too much. And I think it took away from just the enjoyment of like being in the honeymoon phase of being engaged and finding a partner. So everything always felt like survival, um, which, yeah, I just felt that I started questioning a lot. And I read, I listened to this podcast with Organic Olivia, which I sent to you. Yeah. How you mourn yourself when you, you're going into marriage. Like yes. You're, and no one talks about that at least not now, or at least when I was getting married back in 2019. Mm -hmm. Like you do grieve your old self and everyone talks about how moms grieve and no, no shade to moms. I love y'all, but how moms go through postpartum depression and they mourn their own selves because they're now a new person um, and they grieve their own selves. But I'm like, the same thing happens when you're getting married. Mm -hmm. You know, you're not, you're, you're building your own family, your own identity. You're now you're with this other person. Now it's about you to build whatever you want to build in terms of that foundation. And I don't know, I think I was just disappointed that I didn't feel like society or even the people that I was around at that time in my life, like wasn't really talking about the ability of women thriving alone. Mm-hmm. It almost felt like women were just taught to survive, let alone the way you're going to survive is with a partner. Yeah. And then from that comes like that, oh, let me be of service to you. Yeah. There really isn't like, 
I mean, at least there wasn't. I think there is a little bit more so now. And maybe we are a little bit privileged to be like living in New York and having so much exposure to like different types of people and different points of view. And also just so many different age brackets. Like I feel like I know so many people in so many different like age like uh, ranges. Um, But I do think that people are kind of, I mean, still society isn't necessarily set up for the single woman. Like, where's the freaking half pound grape bag? Where, where I, I buy a half loaf of bread because (laughs) it will go bad by the time I'm right. Like society is not really set up for single women. Like it's just not. I know. I, I, I think about that all the time. I'm just like, why is everything built on this foundation or idea of like, a partner family or a partner mm-hmm. like there's where's the cost like i need a reversed costco i, I need like a single i need a single serving grocery store i remember when i was in the process of wanting to kind of understand what it would take to like go to open houses buy properties or a condo and just see these things and ask these questions and i would never forget them always talking to my partner versus me when my partner wasn't the one that was trying to invest or like buy or anything like that but they automatically assumed that he was going to be the breadwinner and he was going to buy that and he would he knew everything so they're like let me explain it to him of course like I wasn't even in the room yeah you may as well not have even gone I know (laughs) oh my goodness so yeah this concept of just like especially when it's in, I guess, a male-female relationship or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just like, what? 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 Yes. I don't have my own identity, even if I'm with someone, or even if I tell, what if this person was my brother? Or what if this person was just a friend that I wanted to bring along? Yeah. And automatically assuming that it's them that needs to have this information relate to them. Like, no. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Annoying. But yes, no, I definitely, like, I I do think that we're very lucky to, like, live in New York and, like, have our group of friends that we have who really kind of, like, see that, like, women are just individual people and deserve to have, like, a thriving career or deserve to, like, have um, passions and, like, hang out with their friends and, like, um, have hobbies and things like that and it not necessarily um, lead to marriage or like having a partner. I do think that we're very lucky in that way. Um, and I think society is starting to catch up, but it's, talk about it because I even think if we could look at it in a different lens, going back to Jada, Mm. this was kind of her speaking her truth and coming to terms with it and making amends with it and finally giving herself grace for going through all of these emotions and phases in her marriage or separation, whatever you want to call it. And now she feels like she needs to just let it out. You know what? Healing process. And so what? I mean, isn't that what we're doing right now? And, and just because, and you know, okay. So maybe, you know, if she wasn't famous, her story would just be shared with like 10, 10 of her 10 listeners that she has. Yep. If she was just like a regular person, it would just, she'd be doing the exact same thing she's doing, but just not on the scale. And we feel exasperated by someone still just wanting to like express themselves 
for the on the platform that they've made partner which is so frustrating sometimes and it goes back to the concept of how you women at least especially in my experience as well you automatically get stripped of your own personal identity when you get married mm -hmm. let alone i could only imagine i could only imagine getting married to a celebrity oh yeah caliber and to you know will smith really didn't have a track record of you know i don't know controversial things and cheating scandals and all these other like he and was like a fresh prince like beloved. exactly like he everyone loved him who hated him no nobody hated will like yeah and so i just feel that jada's getting all the backlash of it but there's still this side or narrative missing from him but it's again what what led me to question his character is like okay she's clearly going through things mm -hmm. um based off her book her podcast everything she's sharing she's been through a lot but he's not has he been supporting her at the level that she needed to be supported and the only thing that he has done and where he's like at least publicly supported her that we've seen is when he slapped chris physical encounter right <laughs> it's just, i don't get that why are you doing are you doing it for for show are you, were you drunk? Was that just like a drunken, like... What, like, yeah, make it make sense. Yeah, and like, and she still got in trouble for that. She's... The women will always get the brunt of it all, and it's just annoying. It's mm -hmm. so annoying, and I just feel that where's the accountability on Will's end to just be vulnerable in the sense of, yeah, we've been separated. I've, I don't know, just share a little bit more perspective I'm not saying that the public is owed that, but I think his partner wants his wife that. is. Yeah, his partner is. And like I think that being able to kind of like see these stories like unfold in front of us in like celebrity and pop culture, it is interesting because like it does share like just in different narratives that like you know, people can kind of explore and talk about and dive deeper into and kind of um not necessarily I guess, honestly, yeah, relate to it in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, well, exactly. There's beauty in community in terms of people sharing similar experiences because everyone deserves to go through their own experience to really, like, find out who they truly are, what they truly want. And if that was part of her experience, that was part of her experience. Like, so what? Exactly. But I think, ultimately, there should always be... Um, just like an equal effort to really, you know, show up, listen, solve problems together, maturely, get on the same page, you, me versus the problem type of deal. Mm -hmm. And I think if anything with marriage, that being such a heavy commitment, I don't know if heavy is the right word, but you just really have to learn to like let go of your ego. Um, and, and, this Jada case, I just feel like, you know, I don't think you have to be married or stay in a long-term relationship to unlearn harmful patterns and behaviors. But if that's what works for her, that's what works for her. That she's doing it the way she's doing it. And you know what? She's kind of bringing us along the way. <laughs> right. So we'll see. Whether we like it or not. What the next seven years will hold. Exactly. But yeah, dating marriage is, is interesting. Mm-hmm. I think what's important okay. is that you're just choosing you at the end of the day. I guess so. Hopefully. We would hope. We would hope, right? <laughs>
Not now, not ever. No, okay. But okay, wait, actually. <laughs> Thanks for joining in on this week's episode of Not Now, Not Never. We hope we left you with some perspective.